What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. Hello, 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 beautiful, brave souls, and welcome to the Relationship Badass Podcast, where each week you and I, or you, myself, and a beautiful guest unpack some element of human experience, whether that be the experience of relating to another the experience of relating with my emotions, the experience of understanding and working with my own energy. Um, yeah, we, we, go, we go a lot of different places here on the Relationship Badass podcast, so buckle up and get ready. <laughs> if you are trying to avoid being triggered in your life, I don't recommend this podcast for you, nor do I recommend my Instagram page, my blog, my video channel, or really anything I create. My name is Nikki Sunshine, and I am here to sort of pave one of the ways in not attaching to the programming that my brain has absorbed. And actually stepping back from the autopilot and saying, hold on, does this action, does this step, does this relationship, does this activity, does this job, does it nourish my soul? And if the answer is no, it's like, okay, how can I surround myself with people, places, and experiences that do nourish my soul? Because I know from my own experience that when I am in a soul-nourished space, that I am more vibrant, I feel more alive, I feel more present and powerful in my everyday, and more synchronicities and aligned opportunities show up on my doorstep, it, it's a vibe, yo, it's a motherfucking vibe. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's in part what we're all about, what I'm all about here at Relationship Badass is living a life that's authentic to you, actually experiencing freedom as an everyday sensation and not something you only access in the depths of your dreams. I do believe that despite whatever circumstances you've been handed, that we all have the opportunity to live a life that is one of meaning and purpose and growth and love if we choose to. 
So that's my jam. That's what this show is about. And today's episode in particular is about, we're going to talk about emotional wounding today and what I like to call healing your thorns um, and how this is all interwoven into the quality of my life and relationships and experiences. Um, This has been coming up so largely for me in my work and my writing and um, just in my own experience of Yes, healing my wounds. Remembering to look at that which I'm so scared to look at. Because I can learn a bunch of tools and I can intellectualize a bunch of concepts and I can get inspired and I can feel motivated and all of that will take me so far. However, if I'm ignoring an emotional wound that is asking to be healed, all of those tools and practices and and words will end up leading you to the same place. And that place is a place of pain where your wound is once again being inflamed. So today we're going to talk about healing our thorns and emotional wounds and why this is so crucial and how this affects everyday life and relationships and all of the good stuff. Now, before we dive into that, I have a couple quick announcements, really just one quick announcement. And before I get to that, I just want to begin today's episode with a bit of gratitude. Today, I have gratitude in my heart for the blessing that is me going to visit my family back in Wisconsin in two weeks. I know in the depths of my heart that when we get in the car to drive across the country this time, there will not be a violent snowstorm in our way. So unlike Thanksgiving, we will be able to go along as planned, drive home easy peasy with no hiccups along the road trip, and we'll return back to Wisconsin for a safe, warm, and connected holiday with my beautiful sisters, my niece, my brothers, my grandparents. Ooh, I'm so excited. (laughs) So I'm so thankful for that and thankful that I have family and thankful that I have a fucking car that can take me to them, and thankful that I have a career and business that I've designed where I can take these trips and go visit my family guilt-free without having to negotiate with a boss or a schedule. So I'm, I'm just grateful for the ease of this whole experience, and I'm so excited to see you, man Lens, if you're listening. I can't wait to come squeeze you guys. <laughs> Oh, yes. Mm, My heart, I just feel it jumping and singing when I think of going to visit my family and what a treat that will be. Mm. All right, my final, my only announcement for today is that I have two epic group programs that are open for enrollment right now. So you've been hearing about them if you're on Instagram with me or in my email list. One of them is called The You, The Me, and The We. 
This is a 12-week group educational and coaching empowerment program designed with the Molly Curtis of Root Balance Rise. And um, this program is designed to essentially focus on self-sovereignty and relational mastery in one. Molly comes from almost 10 years studying yoga, the yoga of self, self-sovereignty, um, embodiment practices to connect to self. She's been over there on the realm of self-study, while I've been over here for the last few years on the realm of other study, relating, relationships, how I show up once you enter the room, nervous system, triggers, right? All of this togetherness. I've been studying the art of relationships and it's only in the last six months or so that our areas of study have begun to come closer on this spectrum and actually go towards the other side. So I've been moving into a ton of embodiment study and practice, working with my emotions, um, emotional education and healing and all of this delicious relationship with self study while Molly has been moving into studying relationships and so right at this gorgeous precipice we both literally had an idea for a program while we were thousands of miles away and I scribbled the whole idea down in my notebook while I was at Burning Man this year with no phone or connection or internet or service and when I came out of Burning Man I had a message from Molly saying, Nikki, I want to do this program with you. This is what it looks like. And her description, oh, it gives me fucking chills, you guys. Her description matched mine so accurately. My, the description I had written separately in my notebook about this program I had envisioned that I got full body chills and I couldn't even respond to her for days. I was like, huh? How is this possible? And so I we bring you this beautiful container with nothing short of the hand of magic. And it's such an honor to bring you this potent 12 weeks. We've got it broken up so that the first week is focused on the self. The second week is focused on the other. And the third week, I'm sorry, I'm saying week, but I mean month. <laughs> first month, four weeks, is focused on the self. Second month is focused on the other. And the third month is focused on the we. This program is not a dose of inspiration. We are giving you practices, exercises, embodiment, exercises that you're going to go and do and you're going to do in circle. You will leave transformed. You will leave deeply rooted in your sense of your true authentic self while also having the capacity to be deeply connected to other in relationship. It's fucking beautiful, you guys. So the really exciting news is that we only have two early bird spots left. So if you know this is happening, if you know that you're just going to end up waiting till the last minute and signing up anyway, you might as well get in on one of these final two early bird spots and save yourself $700. Yeah, kind of a big deal. So you know what to do. If I'm speaking to you, gorgeous soul, follow the link. There's going to be two links in the show notes. If you already know this is for you and you're just ready to enroll and secure your spot, then head on over to the more info and enrollment page. And if you're intrigued, 
but also scared. Curious, but also doubtful. Then you want to head on over to that second link where you can set up a 30-minute free-of-charge curiosity video call with me. And we'll just explore this thing and find out if truly this is a fuck yes for you. If this is a fuck yes for you, Molly and I want you there. And we have been working with those beautiful souls who have already joined on unique payment plans and structures. Because again, if it's a fuck yes for you, we want you there. So come out of your shell. Come on, say hello. Schedule that call with me. And let's chat. And let's see if the you, me, and the we is a perfect fuck yes fit for you. (laughs) Now my second offering just announced today is a men's program. Men, I have a program for you. I only have spot for 10 of you this time around. I have co-created this program with Matt Hilliard Ford, who you heard in episode 10. This program is called Logical Tools for Understanding Women. It is four weeks, it's simple, To the point, men, we are arming you with simple tools and skills to understand with and relate to women in a more connective and nourishing way. So if you're interested in that, click the link in the show notes. It will take you to the page with all of the information. And from that page, you can either enroll or schedule, again, a 30-minute curiosity call with myself or Matt to feel out this program and see if it feels like a fit for you. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today in the form of announcements. And so without further ado, let's get into this juicy conversation around healing our thorns, emotional healing and emotional wounds. So what is an emotional wound? Let's just start there. To me, an emotional wound is, if I really distill it down, It's a living fear or an insecurity. A living fear or a living insecurity. This means it's still exposed. The fear or the insecurity is still inflamed. And so while there can be moments where I don't notice this inflamed wound because maybe there's nothing brushing up against it, So it's just there existing, and I've kind of gotten used to that void or that pain. The moment something comes along and brushes that wound, I go, wow, ow, ow. And my inflamed emotional wound is now hurting, throbbing even. I like to use this analogy that I picked up from the book, The Untethered Soul. And that book, or that analogy goes like this. Think of your emotional wounds as a thorn sticking into your skin. When you first acquire the thorn, it hurts like hell. But over the years, as the thorn just sits there, and you don't go to pull it out, but you don't touch it, you just kind of get used to it. You get used to that feeling, that pressure in that point on your skin, and You barely even notice it anymore most of the time, right? But you do know that if anything touches that thorn, it's going to hurt like hell. So you begin to construct barriers around the thorn. You start to say no to going on hikes because, well, if you're walking through the woods, a branch could brush against the thorn and then 
it would hurt and cause you pain. You start distancing yourself from close relationships because, well, when you have close relationships, people come in and they want to touch and they want to hug. And, and you know, with this thorn sticking out of your side, any single hug or physical touch is, could potentially brush the thorn. And, and then I would be in a lot of pain. So I begin to build barriers around my life so that this thorn doesn't get touched. And this works for some time. I'm like, yeah, cool. I don't, I don't feel any pain. It's great. But ultimately, eventually, I find that my life feels quite devoid of, well, life. And all of those dynamic and unknown and even mysterious experiences that make up life, well, I can't, I can't really enjoy those anymore because I'm trying to avoid touching this thorn. And so eventually, if you really had a thorn sticking out of your side, one day you might realize that in order to actually enjoy life, you're going to have to look at that thorn. You're going to have to get it out of you at the root. And that just building walls around the thorn so that it doesn't get brushed, well, that was just a temporary fix. And now there's real work to be done and true healing to be had. Because once you remove the thorn for good, you get to the root of it, you take it out of there, and you let that root injury heal, well, man, now you can do anything. Now you can skip through the woods again. Now you can welcome relationships back into your life, knowing that you're safe because that worn isn't at or I'm sorry, that thorn isn't at risk of getting brushed against and inflamed. And so that's how I like to think of our emotional wounds. It's like a thorn sticking out of my side. And I might try and control the world around me so that that thorn doesn't get brushed up against and I don't have to look at it. But that will only be a temporary fix. And sooner or later, something else is going to brush up against the thorn. So your thorn might look like loneliness, self-hatred, distrust, jealousy, anxiety, Depression. It's oftentimes, almost always, that the original wound, that original wounding when the thorn was first placed there, happened in childhood. Oftentimes between the ages of 0 and 18 months. But sometimes later in childhood. And so usually the wound, the thorn gets stuck in there during some moment in childhood where perhaps for the first time you had the experience of loneliness, not feeling safe, feeling distrusting, feeling anxious, feeling depressed. Now, there's a couple key points here. First of all, we weren't wounded back then because our parents suck and they couldn't be there for us, and they didn't get it, and they don't know, and they just really fucked up. That's not why we were wounded. 
we were wounded because that is part of the human experience. To come to this earth manifested as a perfect being in the moment of birth. And then we move through this world, this skewed world we have, and we pick up ideas and beliefs and and viewpoints and, and concepts, structures, and all of these things. And, and then we're adults with all of this noise placed on top of our quite perfect innate existence. And so then we deal with all of these wounds, these emotional wounds that have manifested as a result of us trying to navigate through all of the stories and, and intricacies of life. And so oftentimes, these memories have actually been blocked out. So I have uncovered many memories from a child, from my childhood, that were initially actually forgotten to me. And that's because when we have a painful memory, sometimes we will unconsciously block it out. Because when we go there, it causes pain. And so know that some of these memories, some of these original wounding memories might not be easily accessible to you. They may be buried deep, deep in your subconscious. Even so, almost every emotional wound has a root in childhood. So we all have wounds. So I grow up with this wound, this sense of lack. And over the years, this wound creates a void in me. It's like this emptiness that wants to be filled, but I don't know how. And so let's go with, I will use an example from my own life. I, growing up, had this loneliness wound is what I'm going to call it. I felt very lonely growing up. After my older sister went to college, my younger sister was, for damn good reason, rebelling from our household and our family completely. And so she was living with us, but she was barely around. And so then there was me, the parentified child and my mom, the very kind-hearted mom who was struggling largely with an addiction. And so I felt lonely for a lot of my childhood. And so this was one of my wounds. I grew up with this loneliness wound. And so I grew up with this, this void, this pain in my chest of always feeling lonely. Even when I was surrounded by people. So for me, my trajectory looked like this. I started to grow up. I moved out of the house. I became a bartender. I learned real quick that, oh, when I'm a bartender, I get to give people drinks. It's a fun environment, and I'm surrounded by lots of people. What a great way to not feel lonely. And so I became a bartender. I went to college. I joined a frat. I mean, I did all of these things that basically assured that that thorn in my side would not be felt, right? I began to construct this life, this life where I never had alone time. And you guys, when I say that I didn't have alone time from the ages of 17 until about 22, I'm not fucking kidding. I lived a life where I was constantly surrounded by somebody. I moved into a house with six other women. You know how hard it is to be home alone when you have six roommates? (laughs) 
So of course, this is unconscious to me at the time. I don't realize that I'm perfectly creating this life where I never have to face the huge thorn in my side that is, I feel inevitably lonely. But that's what I was doing. So anytime that feeling of confusion and fear around feeling lonely started to creep up, I would fill in the blank, grab a beer, call a friend, go see what my roommate is doing, go to the bar I work at, hang out, go out for a drink, um, put on the TV, smoke a bowl, right? So I had all of my, my what I'm going to call band-aids that would cover up the wound so I didn't have to feel it. But they never, none of these activities ever got to the root of the wound and actually facilitated any type of healing. So it was so easy on my own, right? Because when I'm on my own, I don't have any potent mirrors in my life that are reflecting these gaping wounds back to me. And I'm effectively ignoring my wounds by seeking constant distractions. Again, friends, social circles, TV, social media, food, sugar, beer, pot, noise, activities, going out to the bars, whatever it was, I always found a way to distract from that little voice inside me that was like, please look at me, please look at me. I never allowed the wound to be truly felt or experienced by me. And as one of my dear friend Molly says, and I know she learned this from someone else who I can't remember, you heal a wound when you touch it fully. And so I would touch my wounds just barely here and again, but I would never touch them fully and feel them fully. And if I'm not feeling them fully... then I'm not experiencing the depths of what lives in that wound and then I'm not on the road to healing. So let's go back to my little story here. I'm, I feel great, by the way. I'm in my 20s. I'm constantly surrounded by friends and people and social groups and and bar guests and employees and alcohol and light conversation, right? I feel pretty damn good. I'm on my own. I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Now enter, dun-dun-dun-dun, partnership. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this feels good. Ooh, ooh, now I have... This one beautiful person who single-handedly can actually fill the entire void from the wound in my side. I don't even need those social friends or groups or TV shows or constant distractions anymore. You are enough, partner. Oh, man. The unconditional abundance of your new, fresh love swaddles my wound like a cool, soothing bandage can barely feel that loneliness, distrust, fear, jealousy, depression, anxiety, 
when I'm with you, lover. Until one day when I do feel those things. Until one day when the drugs and the hormones wear off and I'm more present to the experience of our union. Until one day when you have to cancel plans because your friend is going through a really hard loss and he needs you tonight. He called you and he shared from a very vulnerable place that he needs you and he never rarely asks for this and so when he does, you show up. So you call me your girlfriend and say, hey, babe, I'm so sorry, but I need to reschedule our dinner plans for this evening. I have a friend who just needs me. He really, really needs me. He's going through it. And in this moment, even though your request to change plans is perfectly reasonable and in no way a problem and simply an expression of your truth in this moment, I'm now having a reaction. And instead of being able to show up as the supportive partner and say, of course, of course, go be there for your friend. We can have dinner another night. I hope he's okay. Let him know my prayers are with him. Instead of being able to show up as that grounded and supportive partner, which is who I want to show up as, I'm now reacting because by you simply being yourself and saying, hey, I got to change our plans maybe till tomorrow night. You unknowingly brushed a wound that I have been ignoring for 23 years, partner. And so now, instead of saying, I support you, no problem, I'm saying, what? What do you mean you're going to cancel our plans? You can't do that. We had plans. Don't you? Doesn't a commitment mean anything? Well, sure, I get your friends going through it, but, but I'm going through it. I need, I need you. And, and I, I can't believe you're going to do this to me. And, and how could you do this to me? And wow, I just I can't even trust you to keep your word. And, and oh my God, it's just it, to me, this feels so disrespectful. And, and now I'm fucking reacting. And now I'm taking it real personally, aren't I? And at this juncture, it's so, so easy to blame you, my partner. Well, I felt fine before you came along. And now you're here and I don't feel fine. You damn, potent, accurate fucking mirror. God damn it. It hurts to see myself reflected in your criticism. Ouch. It hurts. It hurts to see this wound I've worked so hard to ignore reflected back at me with such volume and potency. It hurts. So I deny. That's not me. I wouldn't be like this if you didn't do that. Sound familiar? And so I deny, and as I do such, I close my heart. I close my heart off to you. I close my heart off to uncovering the truth. And I close my heart off to connection. And here we can stay stuck for years, for years. 
with closed hearts, too scared and too cowardly to look at my own wounds. And so postured in this position of blame towards you every time you do anything that makes me feel the pain of this wound I've ignored. This is the hard, hard truth, my friends. Partnership cannot heal your emotional wounds. In fact, it's much more likely that the opposite will occur and that partnership will provide you this divine mirror which will in turn shine a big old flashlight right on those wounds, those insecurities, those fears that live inside you that you've been trying so hard to avoid. It's what it does. Are you prepared to humble down and find the wisdom and the calling forward that lives underneath the criticism you hear from your partner? If you can, this is where the growth magic in relationship happens. Oh, in that moment where I can receive the calling forward from my partner. And so if you're looking to partnership to help you feel better, just know that you're going to be in for a really hard awakening. And that while you might feel, be, feel better at first in the beginning, it's only a matter of time before you actually start to feel the pain of your emotional insecurities and fears show up even stronger than they ever did before. So what can we do here? What can we do with this? Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, damn, that's me. What can I do? Well, I've come up with this sort of four, four things you can do in this moment today to begin this journey. Number one, become aware of your wounds. Become aware of your emotional wounds, your fears, your insecurities that live inside you so that when they get activated as you move through the world, you can have this poised awareness and say, yep, that's my wound. And you can begin to move into a space of ownership instead of blame. Yeah. Be aware when your wounds are present. Be aware when you're avoiding or deflecting your wounds. Be aware when you're projecting them. And be aware when they've been activated. Know thyself. It is badass. Personal clarity is empowering. So this is one thing you can do. Become aware. Number two, begin to own your wounds. So, of course, a piece of this is learning how to communicate in a way that says, wow, I'm reacting, but this is mine, and you don't have to be different, partner. Wow. You know what's so interesting? When you got on the phone with her, I noticed jealousy arise in me. Isn't that interesting? I didn't realize I still had an open wound around jealousy. Thank you for helping me see that. How different does that sound than, who are you just talking to? 
Why were you talking to her? You were talking to her for a whole hour? Yeah, that seems kind of long for a friend, don't you think? Which one of these is going to lead to more connection in your partnership? So learning to own your wounds instead of projecting them and blaming your partner or the other person for quote-unquote acting wrong. So that's what we normally do unconsciously. You are being yourself. I have a reaction. That reaction's uncomfortable. And if I really tune into the reaction, the reaction is asking me to look at my own insecurity. And that's scary. So instead of doing that, I'm going to come over to you, person, and say, hey, you're wrong. Stop doing what you're doing and then I'll feel better. Right? And so again, I'm trying to control my outer world so that nothing brushes against my thorn. When the true healing comes from saying, okay, I'm going to look at this thorn at its root and I'm going to work with it until it's ready to come out. So number two, you can begin to own your wounds instead of blaming other people and projecting onto them. Number three, you can learn to speak responsibly. So this just has to do with in my idea of being one of those sovereign badasses who can speak about his or her own experience, his or her or their own experience with ownership and clarity. So again, saying, wow, I'm experiencing jealousy right now instead of you're making me feel jealous. Or saying, you know what? When you had to cancel our plans the other day, I started to experience so much loneliness within myself and I found it so interesting because I know that nothing you did caused that. So how interesting, you know? So then again, there again, I'm talking about my own experience. So number three, just learn to speak responsibly about your own wounds and your own experience. You will start start to feel more empowered as you speak, learn to speak this way, and people will start to respect you more. And number four, and here's the big one, all of this, learning to own your wounds, learning to become aware, learning to speak responsibly, all of this has to do with doing your inner work. Commit to looking at your wounds. Acknowledge that, yeah, gonna hurt when I look at my insecurities and my fears facts and I'm okay with that and I'm committing anyway let self-exploration be exciting and be curious and be an adventure learn how to show up for yourself Uncover your wounds, understand your wounds, and then say, okay, how can I meet this need for myself? That's truly learning to be sovereign. Rewire patterns in your body, right? This is the work. Thinking about it, conceptualizing it, sure, and then actually doing something different and writing new patterns in your body on a cellular level. That's wicked. And so this is really what it all comes down to for me. How do you avoid 
entering partnership and projecting your unhealed emotional wounds all over your partner in the form of blame and expectations and criticism and complaints, you do your inner work. You commit. You say, okay, I get it. I see how if I avoid doing this inner work, it's going to affect my outer life. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. I personally am on that path of inner work, inner acceptance and love and emotional healing and growth. It's my fucking jam. It's the way. And... So I realize that's not for everyone, and if you're still here on episode 46 of this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you are a growth-minded individual. So I hope that this has given you a little bit of a blueprint on how to move forward if you're ready to begin acknowledging our, our fucking purpose on this planet, which is to do the inner work to acknowledge our emotional wounds, and to walk towards healing ourselves. Now, of course, if you're like, okay, cool, great, but what? And how do I do this on my own? And I'm scared, and I need support, and nope, I need accountability, I need help. If that's you, darling, I have so many delicious containers for you to step into. One, of course, being the you mean the we, which you've heard all about. And the second being my one-on-one signature program called The Wealth of Self. Um, This container will be opening again in 2020, and it is a three-month one-on-one coaching relationship with me focused on emotional healing, building a relationship with our emotions, transmuting our past painful experiences into blessings and power, and becoming innately grounded in the root of the self. So if you are interested in that program, go ahead and follow the link in the show notes to get on the waiting list for my next launch in 2020. I love this program. It's my signature most favorite program. And so you will leave elated. All right, you guys. And of course, if you have more to share on this idea around emotional healing and self and emotional wounds and partnership, reach out, take a screenshot of this episode, post the photo on your Instagram story or Facebook story, tag me at Relationship Badass and say, what's up? I'm learning about emotional healing. If you have thoughts or feelings on this, reach out to me an email, send me a direct message, and let me know your thoughts. Keep that conversation going. And of course, if this episode will serve a friend somewhere out there, then please go ahead and send this episode their way. You can just share the link. That is so, so helpful in spreading the word. And thank you so much for being here with me today on this exploration and unpacking of emotional healing and emotional wounds. I love you, I honor you, and I will catch you in the next episode.